This is Sports Jam. I'm Doug Doyle. Golf is obviously a super popular sport. Disc golf is an emerging sport and is now played by more than 10 million people in the world and growing rapidly in events, courses, and viewers. The 2022 Disc Golf Pro Tour features 23 events and the Disc Golf Network covers and streams more than 30 live events on its subscriber network and includes all four PDGA major championships. And my guests today are amazing figures in the world of disc golf. Paige Pierce has won five world championships and 15 total major championships and considered by most as the greatest of all time. Paige, thanks for joining us on Sports Jam. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a huge, huge fan. So it's an honor to be here today and, and to spread the, the wealth and the knowledge of disc golf. Great to have you on the show. Ricky Wysocki is a two-time world champion and the current world number one player. And he is joining us from outside of his B&B today, right? So where you guys are, I understand you are in Clearwater, Minnesota? Yeah, yeah. So we had a tour stop in Minnesota and got an Airbnb with a nice uh, lakefront property. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's nice to be here in Minnesota for the next tour stop on the Pro Tour. Super to have you on the show, and we're also joined by someone who knows so much about this sport. Jeff Spring is the Chief Executive Officer and Tour Director at Disc Golf Pro Tour. Jeff, great to have you here. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm excited to be talking to NPR Sports Jam and a uh, big fan, Doug. So let's talk about disc golf. As I mentioned, it is super popular right now. And for you, Jeff, you're, you're running the show here. Where do we see this going? Because this sport, it takes TV viewership, YouTube viewership, and it's popular right now. People love to watch this sport. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Preserve Championship. Yeah, Greg, a little short of ideal. Going to have to try to bend one through this gap. Oh, <laughs> It's metal for the eagle. Greg Barsby from more than 300 feet away gets the basket to stop it dead in its tracks. Why do you think it's become so successful? The accessibility is the number one reason, in, in our opinion. Um, it's just able to be picked up by anyone, anywhere, anytime. With the course growth that we're seeing across the world, well over 12,000 courses now, um, we're catching up to traditional golf courses in the U.S., and that, that line will intersect at some point in the next decade we think uh it's just everywhere if you go on to our partners app udisc you'll see all the disc golf courses around you and you'll see that most of them are free and then the last barrier is just finding a disc but you can go out and play with a frisbee to start um, and once you do uh I, I think that so many people find it uh to be easy to fall in love with easy to play casual able to take their friends their family their pets um, and there is something addictive about the game of golf that is just as sticky with this golf. So it's the golf of a new generation, really, the uh, casual nature, um, especially when starting out. And um, now we have these great pros uh, that are truly incredible athletes, world-class, uh, dedicated to the sport, that are showing those casual fans that are getting hooked, wow, I can compete. I can compete locally, regionally, and now on the biggest stage in the world. Um, so I think that that's the number one reason is the accessibility and then the ability to see what's possible from these great pros now that media is growing. 
Back to the action, Paige Pierce. It's a birdie look, but it's a long one from circle two. Oh. Uh, what a make. So, I think Paige is now officially back on She's track. That, that, I think that'll do it for her. She just needs something to kickstart her around, and hopefully that was the shot. So she's looking at another placement shot here, right? You can't think green. She is going to throw that disc as hard as she can. <laughs> you think so? Okay. <laughs> yes, I think she is. There, there's no um, downside. And there's a lot of upside. How about that? 420 feet. So it's interesting that there have been some birdies on this. Dang. Because that's a, that's a long way. See, there's just no drama when Paige throws. She calls it right out of her hand. That was an aggressive line. That was big That's, time. It's a turnover disc. Right. She had to give it just a little bit of hyzer. She aimed it at the woods. Welcome in your Champions Cup winner and first major title of the year for Paige Pierce. Speaking of great players, we have two of them joining us here. And Paige Pierce began playing this disc golf game with her father when you were just four years old. Did you love it back then? Can you remember? Yeah, I definitely have memories that kind of come in and out. And for me, what I remember a lot is just the excitement of going to all these new places. It, you know, being a kid, you love exploring outside, right? And um, so for my dad to take me out, push me around in the stroller, and then whenever I wanted, I could kind of just jump out of the stroller and rip a shot. Um, I love that freedom of just being outside and, and exploring new places. And then you know, as, as a, a kid trying to impress your parents is like our all time goal, right? So once I started to get better and better, and my dad and his friends started to applaud me and, and cheer me on, that was kind of what got me hooked and had me realize, like, you know, as I'm getting seven, eight, nine years old, I'm like, wow, this is cool. Like, I want to play against one of my friends, I want to invite my friends out. And uh, yeah, from there, it was, it was uh, an addiction, like Jeff said. Well, when we talk of addictions, you have to be someone who has to be extremely competitive to play sports at any pro level. And obviously for Ricky Wysocki, that competitive edge has to be there or you wouldn't be a two-time world champion. Where did the competitiveness come for you? Was it within you early on or? Yeah. So I was, I was always into playing like, like basketball in, in like middle school and high school, basketball and baseball. Those are my sports. And, and my parents were obviously super supportive of that. And they were, you know, I was, I was always pretty athletic and I kind of, you know, in elementary school, I was writing down what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I always said professional athlete. I just, <laughs> I just never knew what sport I wanted to play. And growing up, my dad was, you know, the typical all American dad wanting me to play baseball and go to college and go do all that stuff. And, you know, sometime in high school, early in high school, I was like, I just, I just didn't really, you know, I lost the passion for, for uh, baseball and wanted to start pursuing disc golf at like 16, 17 years old. And that's when I really knew like, Hey, I'm, I can kind of make this a career. And back then it wasn't, there wasn't really much of a, you know, future because the sport hasn't, hadn't grown. There was money, but I was just a young kid. I wasn't thinking about all that stuff. I was just thinking about, Hey, I love this game. It's such a fun game and I, I can travel all over the all over the country and all over the world really like Paige said and that's that's super appealing for a kid at, at uh, 16 17 years old to be able to have all those opportunities and just make enough money to get by and get get to the next city and, and keep continuing doing what we love that has a ton of speed Ricky Wysocki navigates looks like he's inside circle one yes sir not get too antsy and overshoot it even you know and pick up an extra one Wysocki for birdie 
What I tell you, man? <laughs> there you go. There's no fear in Ricky Wysocki, no. man. You know, it's th if he's got a look, he's taking it. And while we were in the break, R Ricky Wysocki. Really dragging that stall play in there, isn't he? Going to use the sand? Oh, oh yes, yeah. he did. It's perfectly executed from Rick. This is Ricky Wysocki. Hole 11. Absolutely hammered that, Ricky. One of the beauties of the game of golf is that you can play it my dad played it up until the, the last year of his time on earth. He was 89 and was still playing the game of wow. golf. But when uh, we think of disc golf, same thing applies. You can play this for years. Both of our stars here are, you know, are still young and still in the prime of, of their careers. And so, Jeff, when we think about, you know, people from any age really can just start learning the game of disc golf. They might not make it to the pro tour, but they can certainly enjoy this sport. Absolutely. My, my nephew is obsessed currently with disc golf. Um, and it, I didn't really push him. He just got right into it. He's eight years old. Um, I hosted the United States Junior Disc Golf Championship at Smuggler's Notch Resort, um, where I got my start in disc golf, really. And we had a crown of five, uh, a six and under champion, believe it or not. And so it's, it, it is just uh, you know, able to be picked up at any age, um, especially when you're a kid and, and you love throwing maybe a little Frisbee. There's minis that, that people uh, use to mark their discs, but they're great for setting up a mini course, just like mini golf um, for, for, for kids. Um, and then there's junior discs and junior baskets. And I think a big part of uh, growing the game is, is getting it into our youth uh, system. And uh, we're, we're seeing a lot of kids pick it up. I, I think about my nephew being eight years old. One of the uh, <laughs> one of the stars on tour this year, his name is Gannon Burr, and he, he's only double that. He, he just turned 17. He was 16 and making some noise out there. So it's also a game you can excel really highly as, as a kid. And thinking about Paige and Ricky, they were, they were challenging for world championships, I think, uh, around their early 20s, if not late teens. So... Um, it's incredible to see uh, the growth of the sport at a, at a youth level. We have a partner, You Play Disc Golf, who's in schools at every tour stop with our Community Connect program, uh, teaching kids uh, how to play disc golf. Ricky's got a foundation that is giving free discs to schools, um, and we're really excited about the youth push. But to your point, um, I mean, we have divisions that are 70-plus are that compete for world championships. And I also hosted the Masters World Championship at Smuggler's Notch Resort. And I gave a uh, world championship trophy to an 80-year-old uh, who absolutely had a great performance throughout the week of play. So, I mean, both ends of the spectrum, Doug. That's fantastic. And with this next tournament being in Clearwater, Minnesota, you can't take a drink on Sports Jam, Ricky, without telling us what's in the glass. <laughs> Because when you're a two-time world champion, people have got to know. I have a funny story to, to tell you about, first of all. When okay. years ago, when the great Olympic swimmer Mark Spitz uh, held a clinic in Montclair, New Jersey, and all the parents wanted to know, you know, can my son, can my daughter become an Olympian? And he talked about, you know, all the different levels you have to get to to be a pro. But he told a funny story about when he was at the top of his game, it was the East Germans who were wondering why Mark Spitz was so fast in the water. He told them it was his mustache. And, you know, the next time he went to a meet, 
all the East German swimmers were wearing mustaches. Of course they were. Because <laughs> everybody's so looking for an edge. So with your drink, obviously it's working for you. Tell us what was in that green drink. Yeah, so I drink matcha. It's I just put it in a blender. So I use like matcha tea powder, uh, some unsweetened almond milk, and some ashwagandha powder, maybe some cinnamon. Uh, it's good for your, you know, the cinnamon's good for your metabolism. And uh, the matcha gives you some good energy. And I'll put that in my disc golf bag and, and drink that throughout the round just to give me some sustained energy. I drink coffee sometimes, but I think matcha is better for long-term sustainable energy. Uh, and, and that's exactly why I drink it. It keeps me powered up and ready to throw some <laughs> big shots on the course. Yes. Yeah. I'm <laughs> drinking matcha as well, but it's that's not so funny. <laughs> Mine's warm matcha. <laughs> we got warm and cold. We got both sides of the spectrum. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not competing, so I'm just on the coffee train. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and just water for me, by the way. So, okay. <laughs> Paige, I have to ask because I struggled throwing the Frisbee uh, as a young kid. And I would try to throw it, you know, backhand, like uh -huh. I always played ping pong with the backhand. And then I tried to throw it, you know, just sideways with, with a, what's the proper way to throw a disc? Well, so that's the thing. You first said Frisbee, and then the, at the end of your sentence, you switched to discs. And that is a common misconception in the world. You know, when you throw a Frisbee on the beach, people that exceed, uh, succeed at that they're like oh well i can throw a frisbee i can i of course i can throw a disc but it's so much different and the motion you just did you had your hand against your chest and then you came out towards the screen that's not what you want to do in disc golf at all you want to actually come across your chest as close to your chest as possible and you're creating that torque and that power from your elbow leading and bringing your arm through so when you do what you just did, that's called rounding, or there's lots of different names for it. And that's basically slowing your arm down and taking some spin off of the disc. With discs, as opposed to Frisbees, they're a lot faster. And so you need more rotations on the disc. So you really, really need to keep it close to your body and make sure that that power doesn't get lost in the pull through. So that's, I think, the biggest thing is just assuming that the Frisbee is going to fly like the disc. And uh, so you'll have some people when they first start getting a little discouraged because they think they're going to be good and it's a little harder than they expected. But as soon as you kind of give them that tip and they see that first flight that is flat and fast, it clicks right then and there and they're like, oh, this is different and this is fun. So I think that is really cool because you can make a disc go, I mean, probably 10 times farther than a Frisbee. So if you're a good Frisbee player, is the transition possible then to be a really good disc player? It, it is, but it is, you have to understand that it is a different mechanic. You, you want that spin still, but you can't throw nose up. With a Frisbee, you can kind of throw nose up and you want it to land softly who you're playing catch with, right? You, you don't want it to hit their chest at full speed. You want it to kind of drop into their hands. At, on a disc, you want it to be as flat as possible so the wind doesn't take the air and push against the disc. Yeah, I was going to so say... Kind of the angles of, of the flight. I was just going to ask the question, Ricky, when it's windy, <laughs> obviously that becomes an even bigger challenge, doesn't it? Yeah, no, it, it definitely is. I mean, your disc, like Paige was saying, there's, if you mess up any at all with your angle... It's uh, it's it's really you get punished big time. And, and on, on tour, we're playing challenging courses with with lots out of bounds, lots of water and lots of obstacles. So 
we're, we're practicing and we're trying to play as much as we can in the wind to, to be able to dial in and, and really see what our discs are doing out there. Because, yeah, like I said, we're playing long, challenging courses and the wind really does affect us. I think it definitely affects more than a, a golf ball for sure, just because it's, it can act like a parachute. If you throw it the wrong way and the wind's going a crosswind like crazy and you throw your disc up too high with the wing up, your disc is just going to go sailing the wrong way. So uh, the wind affects this like uh, really a lot. And I think, it, you know, that's what separates the top players also is when being able to handle different conditions like that rain, wind and all that kind of stuff. And, and I think me and Paige have been playing long enough. We played in a lot of different conditions. And I think that's why we've um, been at the top or near the top for as long as we have. Jeff, I mentioned at the top of the show that in order for a sport to flourish, you have to have a way to watch it. And YouTube has become such a huge channel to, to watch sports, but you have your, your own subscriber network. You have uh, all these uh, live events being streamed. How difficult was that to get this up and running where people had the access to, to watch and enjoy the talents, you know, the Paige Pierce and Ricky Wysocki? Yeah, it's actually happened organically over the last 15 years. I think about, you know, 15 years ago, YouTube really started getting going and there was more disc golf content coming to YouTube. Before that, you know, in the, in the 80s and the 90s, um, there were disc golf efforts to record and distribute some of the media content. Um, but when YouTube started, um, it, it took a few years, but then some dedicated disc golf channels popped up um, around 20 about 10 years ago 10 2020 2017 we saw uh, multiple disc golf uh, youtube dedicated channels and then the advent of media teams touring with the disc golfers to cover each of the tournaments and the disc golf pro tour was founded in 2016 uh, and along with it we we put an advance into live coverage we really put a focus on live coverage before then um, there had been a few outfits that were providing live coverage for the majors just like golf we have now four majors in disc golf and that's kind of gone through a little bit of standardization as well story for another time but the disc golf network was founded in 2019 when um the our organizational group had uh had kind of taken over this golf pro tour it's a subscriber network we have you know well over thirty thousand subscribers now that that pay for uh the ability to watch all of our tournaments we stream over 30 live tournaments a year and it's the best way to you know be kind of a really big fan of disc golf um watching all the tournaments live however we do distribute outside of that um we distribute to espn we've had um some of our media on cbs sports as well and right now we're working on continual deals with espn to not only do post-production videos but live videos on espn um, and get into that family of channels which uh, is looking promising but our core media strategy really does revolve around the disc golf network and subscribers and then youtube um, we have three core media partners jomez pro uh, GK Pro and Gatekeeper Media. And with our powers combined, Disc Golf Network and our YouTube partners, we have on average 2.5 million views of our Disc Golf Pro Tour tournaments within 48 hours of completion. So um, just kind of just like playing, it's very easy to watch. It's free. It's on YouTube. And if you want to watch it live, it's a small fee in our subscriber network. So it, you know, it's kind of like accessible to everyone, just like the game. I think 
disc golf network if i skip an event to take a, a you know a rest and recovery week i absolutely tune into disc golf network every single time it's so exciting to watch live disc golf or live sports in general right but i think the most exciting thing if if you listeners are are listening watching you check out discgolfprotour.com you can find out how to watch disc golf network but you can more importantly in my opinion watch live find out where we're playing live come out to clearwater minnesota because it's hard to translate how far 500 feet is until you see it in person when you see ricky what are you throwing now like 625 or something like, <laughs> yeah ricky can throw the disc over 600 feet and like it's one thing for me to tell you that right now but like when you actually see it happening happening and you see like you feel like the palpable energy because disc golf is a sport there's only two other sports like it in this instance is traditional golf and tennis where the viewers are on the edge of their seat. They are completely silent and every eye is on Ricky and you, that energy that you feel, it is like, I mean, it, it's a drug. Like you are seriously, everyone in attendance is gathered and focused on the same thing. And then you see the shot go in and you see Ricky's, you know, raptor legs. If you haven't seen it, Google Ricky Wysocki raptor legs. But um, <laughs> when you see that, you feel like you're at a moment in, in disc golf history. And it's just, I mean, you can't miss it. You have to go check out a disc golf event live. And I, I want to share something also. Thanks for talking about all the positive stuff, Paige. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, so as a players, it, it's something to where they have they have cameras obviously out on the course and we're, we're playing and competing to try and win. And, and it's awesome to have, you know, the cameras because you, you know you're doing well when you see the, the Disc Golf Network cameras out there. adds that little bit more pressure. And you feel like for us as players, at least me, I know that it's my due, due diligence to, to give the fans entertainment, grow the sport, use my platform and my brand to grow the sport as a whole. And Disc Golf Network captures that so well. and It captures it with, with Paige as well. She's an intense competitor, and, and you, can, you can really capture that live. And we have a lot of post-produced coverage that's great. But uh, seeing a competitor like Paige and, and really just in her, in her nature, you know, making those big putts and throwing those big shots, the, the fans can really appreciate that. Whether you're an everyday watcher or just coming to watch for the first time, you can really appreciate uh, the, the professional side and what really goes into it um, behind the scenes to get us to the point where, where we are competing for wins on, on Disc Golf Network. And we're thankful for Jeff and the Disc Golf Pro Tour for supplying us with that platform to be able to showcase our skills to the world Paige. i have to ask you we're here with Paige pierce ricky wysocki and jeff spring and we're talking about the disc golf pro tour my previous guest on sports jam uh, wrote the screenplay for the new movie that's called the phantom of the open and it's the story of morris flipcroft okay. who in 1976 got into the british open without ever playing a round of golf in his life it was through an administrative Whoa. error it's a true story and he was just watching golf on TV and said, I think I'm going to enter the British Open. And his, his, <laughs> you know, his, his friend said, what, golf? And, uh, and he did it. And uh, he had the worst round ever, 121 at the British <laughs> Open. But he, uh, he made history. So somebody's watching Paige and Ricky and going, I think I'm, I think I'm ready for the, the disc pro golf tour. They're wrong, aren't they? It takes a lot of skill and a lot of preparation. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Absolutely. But I mean, some of our events, uh, this event actually has like a play in qualifier. So like the day before the tournament, 
you can pay to try to qualify and five people get in. So like, I don't think you're just going to happen upon a pro tour to play in it, but you can come see, you can see what your qualifying score would be. And then at the end of the week, check what the winner shot. And then you kind of know how much room you have before you're going to contend for a title. Ricky, when did you know that you were pro material at this sport? So I think it was probably like two years in, I was just playing locally and, uh, and, and I had, there's a local club and that's the beauty of disc golf is most courses have a local club formed around it and they have local leagues and they're, and they're real supportive. So for me, I was able to have access to a club that, that supported me and they're like, you know, I, I was practicing every day, all day. And I use my kind of my baseball background, like, Hey, I'm going to go practice every day. Just like you would go to the baseball diamond and practice with your team every day. So I kind of used that and, and transferred it into disc golf and really just, you know, I'm kind of an all in, to a personality like once i find something i like and I have a passion for it i'm going all in and so that's what happened with this golf and and it really just allowed me to get get uh, really good really quick and i think I, I went on tour when i was i skipped my high school graduation to go on to go on to a disc golf uh tournament <laughs> instead of going to my graduation just because i was so excited and wanted to make make a name for myself but more importantly just follow my passion i just love i was just i just love playing disc golf i love traveling and i just and that's why I think you, all, you hear all, all three of us talking about how amazing the sport is and how hooked you get once you start playing. And, and it's so true. When I was younger, I just I didn't care about anything besides going to compete and throwing my disc and just watching these cool shots fly all over the world. And uh, I think that's the message that we all really want to translate is just how fun and how uh, a healthy addiction, how much of a healthy addiction disc golf is once you start playing. And I think that for me, that was really what led me to you know, take these building blocks to get to where I'm at today. I don't want to have you talk smack about each other because I know there's mutual <laughs> admiration. But Ricky, two out of three, uh, best two out of three round. It's it's you and Paige. Who's winning that right now? <laughs> it, it depends on the course, maybe. You never know. Like <laughs> it all depends. They, so they they play different setups, and we're not so we're not actually competing against each other. So she's competing against a different field on a whole different course. So we're not actually. Uh, competing against each other it's a whole different um whole different beast yeah i would say if it's a it's a par three course maybe like uh you know i would have a decent chance uh if i'm having a good putting day i think this golf comes down and i think that's the same in traditional golf it it comes down a lot to the putting green you know can you scramble and get yourself back onto the green for a par putt or you know if your if your drive was good can you hit that clutch birdie putt and i think ricky and i are uh the best putters in our respective divisions. So it would be a, it would be a fun battle. And we've actually had little side events just uh, like for fans and stuff in the past. And it's been good, fun, friendly competition for sure. Spoken oh, yeah. like true world champions, both Paige <laughs> Pierce and Ricky Wysocki. Uh, we just have about four minutes left here in, in sports jam. Jeff. Now people can go to discgolfnetwork.com for the subscriber network, but what do you want to say about this sport that maybe we don't know? I think we could pass that question around and all have different answers. Um, for me, I think the, I would go back to where I started, which is there are courses all around folks that they are unaware of. And I think the best way to find that out is get to go to our partner, UDisc, uh, and download their app, the UDisc app. And then I think that the, if, if somebody listening to this took one thing away and downloaded UDisc and looked at the courses around them, um, they'd be amazed and they could go play. Uh, that's one. Number two is building on what Paige said. There are disc golf pro tour events 
um, that are all around the country. We are on the road all the time. I'm in my travel office right now. And um, it's really cheap and affordable and easy to come out and watch what the professional athletes on tour can do. It's it's mind-blowing for most people. And um, kind of like some people say the hardest thing to do in sports is, is hit a baseball. Um, I think from the accessibility that the sport has and how much fun it is to go out and play a short par three course, whether it's your first round or you're just getting into it to some of the skills and shot shaping and distance uh, and putting accuracy that our pros have it's, it's miles apart. So yes, it's casual. It's fun. It's, uh, you know, very easy to get into, but it's one of the hardest things in the world to do to win a disc golf pro tour event. And you'll see incredible skills. So just about a, a minute left, but Ricky, this may be something you've thought of, maybe not, but you only get a chance to bring one person onto the course, right? Because tomorrow there's no more golf in any capacity, disc or regular golf. It ends and you have one person to bring on the course with you and it can't be family and it can't be a pro member who gets the nod. Oh, wow. Um, let's see. That's, that's a, that's such a tough question. You know what? I would like to bring a golfer. I would like to bring like, I don't know, like Rory McIlroy or something, just because I respect him as an athlete. And I would like to see him uh, throw a disc and just kind of see his, uh, his mindset and his appreciation for the sport once he was able to throw a shot. And so for me, I, I can, you know, really relate to, like Paige said, golfers. And so I think that there's a big crossover there. And I would love to see his outlook, what he, what he, what he has to say about our sport and uh, just kind of pick his brain about about certain things. So that for me, I think that I would get the most value out of someone like him. For me, my biggest, why should I play disc golf? It's because you're connected. You're connected to the earth. You're not on your phone. You're out in the woods, you're exploring and you're making memories. You know, so many days pass that we're not even going to remember because we were just watching, binging something on Netflix, right? When you go out and play disc golf, you are truly like making memories that you're going to remember. Like Ricky, you're going to remember the shots that you threw today. You know, like you're going to remember those laughs with your friends in the woods. And so for me, like that's my biggest, that's why you should play disc golf because you can unplug, get outside, go hiking, but also play a fun game and compete with your friends. Paige Pierce, Ricky Wysocki, and Jeff Spring, thanks so much for joining us on Sports Jam. Thank you. Thank you. Sports Jam is a WBGO Studios production. You can hear all my past shows at wbgo.org slash sportsjam, or you can find Sports Jam with Doug Doyle on the NPR list of podcasts or wherever you hear podcasts. Until our next Sports Jam session, I'll see you at the game. Thank you.